comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is Logan Stump. I feel like it's been a long time since we've done this podcast for some reason. Like it feels like years ago. <laughs> Why does it like, feel like that long? It's only been... It's only been a week, right? Yeah. yeah. We usually record on Mondays, but... That's true. I was off yesterday. I went to the ballpark, so I got all that good, good stuff. Now, were you seeing a baseball game or were they playing soccer? Uh, they were playing both oh, at the same time. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. That makes sense. Uh, That's why Baltimore doesn't get an expansion team. Then it's yes, hard to yeah. play two teams at once. Yeah, yeah we don't play fairly. Uh, <laughs> kind of got the Astros thing going for us, um, but <laughs> no, they were playing a baseball game. I went to Baltimore Orioles opening day. That was fun. I'm pretty sure I got food poisoning there, by the way. Nice. I didn't feel good after a certain point in the game, and then I came home and did not feel good at all. So, uh, Didn't you eat like a corn dog or something? What were you eating? You texted got, me what you would eat. I was looking for a pretzel. Pretzel. I didn't That's find it. Oh. Every place that had like the jumbo super pretzel thing mm-hmm. had it empty. And then there was a pretzel place down on the first floor but it had a huge line that I was like, I'm not getting done until the ninth inning. And it was like the sixth. So went back upstairs and got a burger and fries. I think the burger is what got me. But mm. what I will say is remind me not to go to opening day by myself ever again. Bad? Crowded? It was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah, it yeah. was crowded. It was crowded. For some reason, I'm sitting in this section all the way up, uh, up top. Mm-hmm. Where they had, uh, like VIPs, like not like special VIPs. It was like a company must have bought out all these seats, or something. I don't know. Yeah. But they all knew each other. They all kept changing seats. They all kept going up and down the steps. I'm on an aisle seat, so like anytime something exciting is happening, I'm having to like move like this to make sure I can see the mm-hmm. pitch coming because they're all uh just going up and down the steps, and they're all yelling like, hey, Steven, can I sit next to your wife? And it's like 20 rows different. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on, but I was I was frustrated. And then plus I wasn't feeling well. So yeah. overall, good experience. Orioles won. Good game. But the rest of the experience, I was like, it's, it was super crowded. It was like just going to walk anywhere 
the store, as soon as you walk in, is pretty much where the line to check out started. So you can barely mm-hmm. even squeeze your way through the store. And it was even that way in the sixth and seventh innings when I went back down there. So I was felt suffocated a bit. So how, like, in comparison, like, Union, um, like, it, is the food better there? Is the, like, atmosphere better? Is it crowded in Philly, like, it, with soccer games? Well, I guess Union fa- games can be busy. They can. Yeah. But, you know, their stadium only fits 18,000 compared to the Orioles fitting right. 40, 41,000, which is what was there yesterday. Um, so that made it a little bit more more difficult. Um, Union have some really good food up, in, up at Subaru Park. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot of their food. I wanted to try some of the more special food at Cannon Yards that just came in, like Jimmy Seafood and stuff, but yeah. I'll have to do that on a day like when it's not super slammed because everything on like the bottom floor was a huge line. Huge yeah. line. So that was a mess. And, and the reason why I say I, I, I could probably do it if I had my wife with me or a friend with me because I can have somebody still sit at the seats while mm-hmm. I go get something or, you know, I, I it'd be a little easier that way. Like, I, I don't know. That's how it was. I, I'm usually somebody that can go to a lot of these events by myself. I've done it a lot. Yeah. Last year I had a lot of fun when I went to go see Shohei. Mm-hmm. by myself but it was um not as fun this time and i think it had to do with the crowds because usually on a good day the orioles are filling up like seven thousand seats <laughs> so, like you know usually I have the run of the place and at this yeah. time i'm like what is everybody doing here but obviously it's opening day but logan you'll get to experience subaru park hopefully soon enough we're gonna try to get you up here one of these days I really want to go to Subaru, um, especially with how well the Union played. I mean, it, they're like a spectacle to see now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I want to see Subaru. Um, I think that I think honestly, though, I think you and I might be in the same boat here. I think that the the number one on my bucket list is to visit Providence. Um, but I just like visiting stadiums as it is, like any stadiums. I like going mm-hmm. to sports games. I like. I don't know. I like. I I don't know if I, if you're the same way, but I like to get there early and just like walk yeah. around hang out, um, just kind of vibe. I hate walking up on games when the game's about to start. In fact, I think I told you guys this story last year when Ashley and I took Ashley to her first Orlando City game and she was kind of <laughs> lollygagging a little bit. And then uh, like she was hungry and I was like trying to get food and I was pissed off because the, the crowds were so like, there was so much of a crowd like standing in the concessions and I was mad. It was kind of like raining a little bit. So, I mean, I was just mad because like we'd missed the first, you know, like, minute 30 but yeah it was like god i just like getting there early and and not having the issues of that's how i am so if it was you and i going to a game logan we'd have no yeah. problem we'd get there super early we'd be there opening the gate for everybody <laughs> but like uh you know yesterday i didn't get there as early as i want to so my original plan was to like shoot this video for my blog mm-hmm. right and get down there super early, hang out at Pickles Pub, which is across the street, and kind of yeah. like get some good footage. But then I was looking on Twitter before I left at one point, and it was slammed there too, like where you could barely even walk up to the building. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not going to stress myself out about that. I'll still get there an hour early. I got there at 2 o'clock, but by the time I still got into the gates and everything, it's 2.30, game was 3.05. So 
there you go. But uh, with with uh, like uh, when my wife is with me, usually any game, we're usually getting there late. So she's usually somebody that'll kind of slow me down. So um, I'm somebody that likes to get there. Yeah. If they say that the gate's opening at a certain time, I like to be there for gate opening so I can look around, take some video. Like I'm going to, people haven't probably heard this yet, but I'm going to see the Hudson river Derby mm-hmm. in July. I don't know if I talked about it yet, but I'm going there and I'm going with my dad. So I think we're going to get there probably early because they're also doing a scarf giveaway. So I'm hoping oh, to get there cool. for yeah. that. And I, I'm going to be doing like a blog video about the, like a vlog about my experience there. So I'm going to try to get a lot of footage and stuff filmed for that, for, for our audience here that's listening to us go off on this tangent for the first 10 minutes of the show. But <laughs> that's what's in your way. But I also left late yesterday because then I actually decided to record a podcast with Jack from final third show. Uh, we're we're doing Behind the Dreams, a Disney podcast, mm. and we recorded one yesterday. We're, I'm going to sit on it for two weeks before it goes out, but yeah, uh, we recorded it yesterday because we were both free um, since I was off work and he didn't have any like school stuff. So then that kind of pushed me to leaving a little late. So yeah, it would be interesting though to kind of get the listeners like, but what is your routine like, listeners? Like if you're yeah, if you're going Are you a to tailgater, ballpark, right? Like Chris, you... when Chris Smith came over yeah. and visited, you know, he was at the crowds early in Charlotte and, and Atlanta tailgating. Let us know if you're a tailgater. Let us know if you're somebody that's walking in in the fifth minute. Yeah. Of the game. Yeah. Uh, Fourth inning of a game, like, uh, you know, 30 minutes in the game. I was always confused by that. Like, I'm, I want to know those people. I'd love to have somebody on that that is okay showing up. I mean, I've had people when I had season tickets to Orlando this couple next to me, I swear to you, every, team, every single time, Jordan, they came in at like 35 minutes. I'm like, were you like outside hanging out or what were you doing? Like, where, where Sometimes were you? probably, yeah, they're probably yeah. doing something, hopefully Maybe. around the stadium and not just late because, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, the issue would be, right, is that you're running out of, like, especially a soccer game, it's only 90 minutes. You yeah. got to make sure you're, like, that is something I want to be there all the time. Baseball, you miss a pitch or two, whatever, That's right? Sure. Like, yeah. you're going to, you're going to, probably see nine innings that's going to take around three hours right with games like soccer where it's only 90 minutes 45 and 45 like here's this example of when i was super late right mm-hmm. fedex field sucks right we went to go see chelsea versus barcelona yeah i'm sure i've talked about it on the show but we went to go see mm-hmm. chelsea barcelona in dc at fedex field in hanover there's one way in one way out and we left early like, I made sure my wife left early. We went to pick up my friend very early. We were leaving early. We get down there, and we get stuck in traffic. We don't get parked until after the game kicks off. By the time we get through security and up to our seat, it is the 44th minute, and they start going into halftime. So that that's was awful. brutal. I hate those stadiums. So that's why I don't want them to get a World <laughs> Cup game. Yeah. No, but I hate those kind of stadiums. You can't have that. You've got to have – like I love Orlando. There's about 96 different ways that you can get yeah. to the stadium, and I love it because there's so much parking around because it's in, in a not-so-great neighborhood, but they've kind of em- emptied out those buildings, and they use those as like dilapidated houses, front yards, well, and, and stuff like that. Any place even in a city. Like yeah. if we're talking about Baltimore getting a, a World Cup game – 
compared to DC, mm-hmm. Baltimore, it's easier because you can literally park in any of the parking garages around those two stadiums mm-hmm. and just walk. And it takes like 10, 20 minutes, depending on where you park at, you know, to get there. Right. It's not like a Hanover, like the FedEx field is on its own site. There's nothing around it. And there, it, it's brutal. And I remember getting stuck in traffic on the way out of there when I went to see Brazil versus USA in 2012. And we were stuck there for a long time before we got out of there. So. Yeah. Well, that's that's our stadium rant, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> yes, I'll be going to um, Hudson River Derby up at uh, Red Bull Arena in July. And in June, as I mentioned before on here, I'm going to see RSL versus Crew. Uh, like June 25th or whatever day. It's right around my birthday. Mm. So I'm going to be going there. So if anybody's listening and going to those games, you want to hang out or meet or whatever, let, let us know. Um, but those are two soccer stadiums I'm going to be marking off the list this year. I wish they had like one of these things. Like a, yeah, that would be cool. The, for people listening, I, I have like a baseball one of these where you scratch off the stadium. Those are fun. Jordan, hide that. Let's delete that from the thing. We'll make it. (laughs) (laughs) I think there are some, but they're not updated. I think think they don't have, like, they probably don't have the new. Charlotte or Nashville. Yeah, I think the last updated one was, like, before Cincy or whatever. So, and then even then they have new stadiums now, right? So, be a little tough. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Philadelphia Union, we just talked about them in Subaru Park having great food. Well, you know what else they have also? They have a great team, mm-hmm. and they are top of the Supporter Shield standings and top of the Eastern Conference. They have 16 points. That is 2.67 points per game. At home, they are three wins, one draw, and away they have two wins. No losses on the season for the union at this point they've only given up two goals and the last time they given up a goal was about a month ago uh they have not given up one since march when was that march uh i had it up here before let me i had let me check it again they had given up a goal against what team was that Montreal on March 5th. There you go, March 5th. Wow. So, and the game before that was the season opener against Minnesota where they finished mm-hmm. one run. So that's five straight wins for them. Four of those clean sheets. Three of those 2-0 victories. Now, of course, they haven't played anybody super good yet, I guess you'd say. NYCFC was good last year. This year, they haven't been. Charlotte's been pretty decent this year. They beat them 2-0. They beat the crew 1-0. San Jose's a dumpster fire. They beat them 2-0. <laughs> Montreal's hot and cold. They beat them 2-1. <clears throat> it's kind of hard. I mean, like they look, they're a good team. They're going to be a good team. But uh, they have Toronto coming up this weekend away. Then they'll play Montreal at Subaru. And then they have Nashville away. And that opens up Nashville Stadium, I believe. On May 1st. Yeah, that sounds right. So pretty cool uh, upcoming schedule here for the Union. Now, of course, that 1-0 victory over the crew was a was an Eloy Room own goal. <laughs> Not a great 
goal. If he probably touch, doesn't touch it, it's not going in at all, right? So kind of kind of brutal, but there you go. Just win, right? Mm-hmm. Just win. So their next few games are Toronto, Montreal, and Nashville, and then they'll face LAFC, Red Bulls, uh, and Inner Miami. So that's like their next like six opponents. Um, what are your thoughts on the on the union, Logan? I think we talk about it every time, right? We talk about the defense and just how strong they are defensively. Yeah, some podcasts won't talk about them. We'll talk about them. <laughs> well, we'll gladly talk about them just because I, I, I like watching their games, and, and I think I've gone to this before where I've, I'm pretty sure I've watched more union games than any anybody in the whole league just because of the CCL games last year. Um, I watched them, and MLS is back a lot, and, and it was just a lot of fun to watch the union play, but now watching them play in the second season that I've been covering the league, um, I've just been really impressed. It just seems like when they, they go down a guy and, and uh, Ariel plays or Ariel or however you pronounce his name, um, he's played well. Um, Glesnus has played well. Jack Elliott's played well. Um, you got Kai Wagner, um, you know, when Mbizo's not playing well, you can kind of drop guys in and out um, in that back line. It doesn't really change much. You got the best goalkeeper in the league right now and Andre Blake. Um, yeah, there's just not there's not a lot to really pick at this union team right now. I mean, Jim Curtin's coaching um, at an unbelievable or you know an unbelievably high rate. Um, two American coaches just kind of tearing up the leagues here in the last couple of weeks uh, between he and Jesse Marsh. Um, so you know it's it's all good signs, all pointing to the positive. Guys, Doug um, doesn't get a goal here, but he's played extremely well. He had gone on that real nice stretch. I think it was four or four um, where he scored four goals and four straight. Um, five straight wins for the union. And like you said, I mean, they're, they're not great opponents, but I still think that they're, you know, top team in the East. Uh, they've been playing like the top team in the East. And when you only give up two goals, you deserve to be in that top spot. Uh, and I know Jordan, Jordan's much more into loving the defense than the defensive effort. Um, he always, you know, hits home on just how important it is for teams to play defensively and they can go in and get games on the road. And that's what the union can do. That's what a lot of teams in this league can't do. Um, if you can I'm a Baltimore right. kid. We, yeah. we were raised on yeah. defense. Right. You go nowhere near that logo in Baltimore. You got eaten alive. Um, but it just seems like every everything's going up, you know, coming up gravy for the for the Philadelphia Union. And uh man, is Jim Curtin making a quite a resume for himself, uh, wherever he does end up eventually. Look, uh this is it, it, it's tough, right? It's mm-hmm. still early. But, you know, Jack asked me before, do you see them as favorites for MLS Cup? I would say no still, just because MLS Cup is a hard thing to kind of just pick, right? Like, yeah. Revs ran away with it, didn't win it, right? Right. But I'll take another supporter shield. You know, yeah. I'll take another supporter shield. I'll take another berth into the Champions League. Why not? Like, I'll, I'll take that gladly. Uh, obviously the main thing is MLS cup and it'd be cool to win it. But if we were to win supporter shield again, I, w- I would take that. And I think it would even look more legitimate this year because of the, the actual schedule compared mm-hmm. to 2020s. Um, but just anything that keeps adding trophies to the trophy cabinet, uh, and to Jim's resume would surely be a really good thing for the union. So, like I said, they're first place. Let's go to second place in the East, Orlando, 11 points. They've played seven games compared to the Union, six. 
Uh, they have a goal differential of one. They've they've scored eight and given up seven. They're two two and zero oh at home, so they've lost two games at home. And on, away, they're actually unbeaten, one win and two draws. Um, what do you take uh, from Orlando right now, who who beat Chicago at Exploria Stadium in a, I guess not super crowded attendance, right? Only sixteen thousand. No, yeah, it was empty. But uh, Cara getting a goal in the 59th minute, a red card for Chicago in the 43rd. Uh, what were your thoughts on the performance here from Orlando? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought they played, they kind of had played on par with Chicago um, in that first half. Uh, but then when Gutierrez gets that red card in the 43rd, which was just idiotic, I don't, I don't really know why he did it. But um, there's been some really questionable, like, red cards lately. Just guys just... Uh, I forget who it was a couple of weeks ago where I thought it was, might have been last week where somebody grabbed somebody behind and just like threw him down the ground for a second yellow. I think it might have been like, I'm not even going to guess. Um, but it was, it's just been like one ridiculous red card after the next. And that was the, all the difference after that happened. Uh, Orlando settled in, uh, in the attack. I thought they looked phenomenal. 61% possession. They had 21 shots, six shots on goal. Facundo Torres started to get more comfortable. He started attacking the box. Uh, Orlando started throwing more guys forward. Um, I thought that, you know, Mauricio Pereira played really well. Uh, Pato's looked fantastic. Pato, I think he was right up against almost one um, XG and one uh, XA. So it was, you know, the expected goals and the assists are there. Pato gets a lot of chances going forward. He's created a lot of chances for Cara. Cara's created a lot of chances for, for Kundo. So, it, I mean, it really has turned into like this spearhead of three or four attacking players for Orlando city. Um, they're finally starting to come into their own. And, and that's huge for Orlando just because when we struggled last year is because we just couldn't get guys to score. Um, we didn't have DK last year. Had, Pato was out hurt. Um, so, it, you know, you had a lot of guys that really struggled to spearhead the attack, but with these guys healthy, um, it looks good. But uh, I mean, I would still say I, they're not the second best team in this East. I don't believe. Uh, I still think they're going to have issues defensively. Antonio Carlos, I mean, he's one of the best center backs in the league, and you're going to miss that pretty much. Uh, they did come out and say it's going to be two to three months instead of maybe the whole year. So he'll mm-hmm. he'll, he'll he could come back, um, but again, that's a, a hamstring issue that it, those things can be kind of nagging. So I don't really know how long that'll really be. But so far, so good. And but they have a game in hand as well. I think they have one more game than anybody else in the league um, with seven. I think them and Charlotte in the East and then a couple other teams in the West. Um, yes. But they've got the advantage there. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, you know, we, we beat weak teams. It's the teams that we, you know, middle of the table to the top of the table that we struggle with. So, All right. Uh, how about Miami and New England? This was a game, right? <laughs> Three yeah. to two Miami at Driv Pink Stadium. We had the uh, 11th minute goal for New England that gave them their only lead of the day with Rennix scoring, Justin Rennix, in the 11th minute. Then you had in the 17th minute, Campania scoring in the uh, 17th minute. 23rd minute, he scores again. Uh, to make it 2-1. Revs are going to pull it back with a penalty by Carlos Heel in the 67th minute. Then Campania is going to score a hat-trick in the 88th minute to give Miami a much-needed 
three points. That now puts them at four points and puts them even with the New England Revolution on points. Logan, we just talked about how NYCFC and New England have kind of struggled this mm. season. What do we think is going wrong there? Is it just the CCL stuff, or is there anything else that is just, you know, or is it just odd MLS stuff as we know this league? I mean, it's a combination. I think that it's, it's, it's you know, this combination of uh, guys not being healthy. Gustavo Bowe's not healthy. Um, Adam Books is out injured as well. Uh, it shouldn't be too long before the both of them are back. Um, but that, that's, I mean, that's key and what you lose during the attack. Carlos Heel hasn't been the MVP level caliber player that you kind of see. I think you do see a lot of that coming off of, I mean, I think these guys are picking up knocks and uh, nagles from different, you know, games and training that they have to do for all these games. Uh, they had the CCL blow up where they lost to Pumas when they were ahead three nil on aggregate, they, they lose in penalties and just a disaster of a penalty shootout. Um, then you've got the issues of, you know, Matt Turner not being healthy. He's in training again. I did see a tweet today that he was back in training. So that's good for the uh, revs, good for Arsenal and really good for the U S men's national team to see Matt back. But um, Jordan, did you know that this is the first time in Bruce arena's career that he has lost four straight MLS games um, which I found to be shocking, but that's wild uh, that it has taken this long for Bruce to lose four. But I don't know. I mean, it, it and Miami's kind of looked, uh, there's moments where Miami's look like they're, they're decent. And then there's moments they look like one of the worst teams in the league. They, they kind of have like that up and down roller coaster of a ride. Um, other, other, you know, other coaches and stuff will tell us that they're the best team in the East, um, but <laughs> we're still not in that kind of <laughs> belief system, but. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, with the Revs, I mean, do you do you think it's more CCL? Like, I, I feel like it's more than that. Like, I feel like we're into the part of the season where that should kind of be shaken off. The rust should start to come off a little bit. But it seems like this team's just kind of stuck. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, they have Matt Turner injury, right? He It looks like yeah. he was back at training today or with yeah, – I didn't see him wearing a boot in the video yeah. today. So, I don't really know. I mean, it, it's kind of an odd situation all around – um, I don't think you can put it all on Bruce or anything. No. I, I, I think I, I don't know. I think some sometimes this just happens with supporter shield winners. The next mm-hmm. year they're just they just suck for a bit. It's still an early season part of the part of the season, right? Like they're only four points from a playoff spot, so all they need to do is get on a tear and they'll be good. But it just the, the biggest thing, right? The biggest thing for me is their home record of one win and two losses. This is a place where they never lost uh, last year. I think they lost two times last year, and now they've already matched that number this early in the season. So that's kind of what I'm looking at of that is a big difference. That place was like a fortress for them last year where they weren't really losing a lot, and now they've already lost two. um, And usually late losses um, when they're playing at home. And another late loss here... I think they need. I think their defense needs some work for Miami yeah. as well. Their defense still needs some work. Remember, Phil Neville is saying that <laughs> we got to stop giving up goals. He gives up two. They give up two here, mm-hmm. and had to score three. Luckily, their offense produced more than what they usually do, or else this is another loss or a draw for them. Um, but good for them to get the three points because they needed that. 
They really needed that. Uh, the Red Bulls at Red Bull Arena lost to Montreal 2-1. to one. They got off to a hot start, though. Fernandez scoring in the 14th minute for the Red Bulls. Then, late in the game here, Camacho in the 71st minute. Kyoto, my boy Kyoto, in the 81st minute scores to make it 2-1 Montreal. This is something New York Red Bulls really probably wish they would have won, right? This mm-hmm. would have put them second in the East with 13 points and only three behind Philadelphia with the same amount of games played. But now they sit third with 10 points, six games played. They can still get up to second if they win their game in hand over Orlando. But, you know, it's just that's the momentum you want to do. And their home record right now sucks. They have two losses and a draw at home compared to three away wins, (laughs) the Red Bulls. So they're very much an away team right now, which means if – that sticks. I'm going to see an NYCFC victory when I go there for the Hudson River Derby, which, by the way, Fox apparently doesn't know the name of. Did you see the thing? No, I didn't see that. They put out I, a thing I didn't saying see best... I saw the rivalries, but I didn't see what they've called it. Best rivalries. Yeah. Uh, Final Third show shared this, and I commented on it. I was like, did Fox not know that it's the Hudson River Derby? They called it the New York Derby. So this is kind of like the like uh, the LeBron James soccer kind of stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the phenom kind of... guy, right? He's like the LeBron James of soccer. Yeah, it's like the it's like the New York Derby, right? It's like the yeah the New York Derby, dude. Say Suzuki just hit another home run. Sorry, <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. Uh, Jordan's I had to update Jordan on his fantasy team in baseball. Sorry for those that are listening, but you're right, Jordan. Like it, it. I don't know, like. It's it's embarrassing because like we get made fun of all the time. But I mean, I've got a Scottish kid uh, in my class. I've got a British kid that I talk to all the time about soccer. And here we are in the United States. We can't even get stuff right. Like we can't even we can't talk intelligently about sports because well, we're just it's ignorant. the biggest issue. Logan is that this is a media partner. This yeah. is yeah. somebody that broadcasts the games. They've called it the Hudson River Derby yep. on the television. But when they put out this graphic, they just say New York Derby. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not the name of it. And people were saying that all in the comments. All in the comments were people like, "Uh, it's the Hudson River Derby. It's the Hudson River Derby. It's the Hudson River Derby. Let me see if I can find it. Fox Sports is going to host the World Cup. Like, what are they going to call that? Like, the the World Competition or something stupid? Like, this is the U.S. (laughs) Men's National Team. Our best player is Tim Howard. Like, like what's, what's happening. I mean, I hate when this happens. It just gives no credibility. And speaking of credibility, I mean, you got New York teams that don't even play in New York. Like it's, it's, it is, there's a lot of things. Um, I wanted to say one thing about the revs, Jordan. Did you know that the revs have the second lowest attendance or third, sorry, third lowest attendance in the whole league. Do you know who the teams in front of them are? If you could guess like which two teams have worse attendance records than the revs, you know, the, the supporters shield for the runners. year or yeah, for the year. Jeez. They played um, one. <laughs> There's your hint. <laughs> they just played one. <laughs> oh, was it? Uh, Miami. Miami. Yeah. Do you know who the worst attendance in MLS is right now? Oh, jeez. I'm thinking. They're in the Western Conference. They're in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Houston? No. Really? Yeah. Who is it? It is the Colorado Rapids. 
Really? Yeah, they have a really hard time filling out dignity or uh, not dignity. They're not dignity. They're dick sporting goods. No, they do have dignity though, but that's not the name of the ballpark. Okay, I found it by the way. Thank you for stalling while I look for this thing. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so they have El Trafico. Hell is real. Nicest rivalry in sports: the uh, Minnesota SKC. Mm -hmm. Texas Derby, Dallas and Houston, Heritage Cup, Sounders, Quakes, Trillion Cup is the uh, crew, Toronto, New York Derby. Got the Brimstone Cup, which is Chicago, Dallas, Rocky Mountain, Rapids, RSL, Cascadia. We know those teams. Atlantic Cup, DC, Red Bulls. California Classico is LA, San Jose. Canadian Classic Classique is uh, Montreal, Toronto. And Pioneer Cup, Dallas, Crew. Um, I also really liked Union fans who were sharing this, saying, like, we are unrivaled. Um, <laughs> this is good. I love that. But, yeah, this is uh, New York Derby. Come on. And those what are, are huge markets in other sports, too. It's just. Let's see if we can find some of these. Here you go. This is a, this, it's not the New York Derby, the Hudson River Derby. Say it louder for the fools in the back. Um, yeah. It's unbelievable. These people pointing it out, right? Look, they, they have <laughs> pointed out here. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't call them like the Jersey Red Bulls or something stupid. <laughs> Like put the wrong Red Bull logo in there, like put in the Leipzig one or something. It is frustrating. It is frustrating that the South Fox Incredibly. treats it. Um, and look, the, the ratings for the LA game was awesome, yeah. like 400-some viewers when they yeah. put it on Big Fox. When they put it on FS1, it's like 170K. It's just people don't really go to FS1. It's in more houses than ESPN, which Logan was shocked to learn this morning. I but was it is... It is not as watched, I would say. Just you know, mm-hmm. just because it's part of a package doesn't mean people are are using it. Uh, all right. So there you go, Hudson River Derby. I've said it a few times on this. I'm going to be going there. I'm going to make sure I tweet at Fox Sports when I go there. To make sure they know <laughs> that that's the name of it. Little traffic this weekend, uh, or the LA Derby, if you want to call it that. <laughs> LA Galaxy versus LAFC. With uh, Chicharito scoring in the 13th minute, Colabali scoring in the 31st, and Arango scoring, pulling one back in the 79th minute. This was a good game, and uh, I was rooting for the Galaxy here because it would keep uh, LAFC with 13 points instead of 16. So the Union are clear in the Supporter Shield standings right now. But yeah, this is LA Galaxy versus LAFC. This is not something that LA Galaxy has really been good at recently. Mm-hmm. Before I talk out my butt, let me just double check that stat wise. Uh, LAFC is the one that struggles at uh, Carson. Are they? Yeah. They, like, Scores I don't think they've ever pictures. won the stats. Uh, like, they've not ever had real success against the Galaxy in Carson. How do I check the head-to-head here? There's got to oh, here it is. Okay. Because I was reading, uh, I guess, the extra time power rankings, and I think it said that they 
really struggled against LA Galaxy in person. They're good right, against so them Galaxy, in LA. FC's Galaxy stadium. won four to three in 2018. I think that's the um, I think that's the one that we use in the opener with Slatin or the closing whenever we use it. Um, where he comes off the bench and scored two goals. That is it. All right. Mm-hmm. That's 2018. That was in dignity. Then they drew in dignity. They lost to LA Galaxy in dignity. They lost three nothing to dignity in dignity. They lost two one at Dignity L Sports Park. Then they drew in twenty twenty one and they lost in twenty twenty two. So if I share my screen here for the visual learners. We have I've highlighted all their losses and draws at at Dignity Health Sports Park. Wow. So yeah, all of the, you're right. All their victories are coming from uh, Bank of California Stadium. They also did beat them at Y World of Sports during MLS's back. Um, but even Galaxy has won a game at Bank of California Stadium. And they've also drawn there. So mm-hmm. the head-to-head is actually favorable to the Galaxy with six wins, five draws, only three losses. To LAFC's three wins, five draws, six losses. Wow. That's, that's kind of good. Yeah, that's kind of shocking to me. Like, it, they really do don't – they don't like visiting the other part of L.A. It's like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> They'd rather not. Well, I think what they would say is that it's not even L.A. <laughs> oh, oh, you went there, huh? Um, hey, I will say it's not downtown. I I wore my I wore my Galaxy gear on Saturday, so I will say that much. But isn't it fun to have them at the top of the table, thirteen and twelve? That's wild. LAFC with thirteen, Galaxy with twelve. Gosh, it is that West is so crowded. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I was talking about this too with somebody. That I think it was with Jack again, but when, when we're looking at the Western Conference, right? Mm-hmm. Some of these teams are either going to have to drop out of this top spot, or else we're actually going to lose. I think four of the playoff teams from last yep. year. That's how crazy the West is because Portland is out of a playoff spot, Rapids are out of a playoff spot, Minnesota's out of a playoff spot, Seattle's out of a playoff spot, and so are. Kansas City. We'd actually lose five teams that were in the playoffs last year. Because they gained Nashville. Because you gained Nashville. Was Vancouver in the playoffs last year? No, they just missed, I think. Right? I think so, too. I don't think they made the playoffs last year. So here's your playoff teams right now for the West. LAFC, LA Galaxy, they both missed last year. RSL was... Sorry, Vancouver didn't make it. There you go. They did, okay. Neither of the LA teams made it. That's where. So you're looking at six of the seven teams up here didn't make the playoffs last year. LAFC, LA Galaxy, Austin, Dallas, Houston, and Nashville made the playoffs, but in the East. So you're looking at six different West Western teams in a playoff spot than last year. Now, of course, we have to keep stressing it is early, but that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Looking at 12th, 11th, and 10th spot, you're looking at Minnesota, Seattle, SKC. You're looking at the Rapids with eight points. They were the winners of the West. They're ninth. Now, of course, point differences, right? Like Seattle at in 11th place is only three points from Nashville. And Seattle has a game in hand. 
they've actually only played five, while some of these teams have played six or seven. So, mm-hmm. the, you know, Seattle can jump back up there, no problem. I am worried about SKC now because they've had seven games played and only have the six points. But yeah. SKC yeah. has played four games on the road and lost all four of them. At home, they're two wins and a draw. So, I mean, two wins and a loss. So, at home, they're actually pretty decent. They just haven't played a lot of home games. Mm-hmm. Nashville's so, played none in their playoffs. That is true. They're 3-2-1. <laughs> three, uh, three wins, two losses, and a draw. And that's exactly what Nashville needed. Let's talk about them instead of waiting to get there. They beat SKC at Children's Mercy Park 2-1. Talk about both of these teams. Walter took the lead. And uh, Remy uh, Remy Walter took the lead in the 25th minute for SKC, but then you're going to get a Romney goal in the 51st minute and CJ Sapong in the 68th to give Nashville a 2-1 victory. They're propelling that momentum for when they beat the crew. They go out there and actually have close to 50-50 possession. They have more shots than SKC, and they had more shots on goal. So they actually outplayed them in Children's Mercy Park. And it's exactly what Nashville needed. They're up in the playoff spots. If not, if they had lost this game, they'd be down in like 11th or 12th. SKC, though, on the other hand, really needed this win to help keep their home streak good. They would be at 3-0. They'd be at, they would have had nine points. They'd be sitting at eighth place right outside of a playoff spot or so. They can still get there. Um, But it is worrying with how many games they've played compared to some of the other people. Yeah, I mean, it, talking about Nashville, I mean, it, it really is impressive that they've done this on the road in a West that is very hard to win. I mean, this league, yeah, I would say this league, Jordan, is the hardest win team, or this is the hardest league in the United States to win on the road. Um, it just feels like this league has a tendency to be top-heavy if you're at home. Uh, and Nashville is one of the toughest home teams uh, in the whole league. I think maybe lost one game last year, maybe none at home, um, if I can remember correctly correctly they drew a ton uh, last season but it seems like they're kind of out of that you know form and if they can i mean they're going to be top heavy with a bunch of home games at the end of the season when all these other western teams are having to fly all the way out to nashville to play these guys uh in a new stadium that's going to be absolutely electric so i yeah i mean it it speaks volume to what nashville's doing um defensively they've been really good uh not as good as the union but five goals given up just good. Uh, and it, but the only thing I guess I would say as far as concern, uh, I mean, CJ Sapong's going to score goals, but really Jordan, it seems like every week that we talk about them, it's CJ Sapong. <laughs> it's like, okay, who else is going to score? If it's not going to be Hani Mukhtar, it's going to be CJ Sapong. Uh, and they've, they've only got one goal per game uh, in the six games that they played. Um, kind of worried about that. Like the average in which, you know, they, they play. So you would like to see more goals. And like we said, I think we've talked about this numerous times. If if they could just go out this summer and buy a big time striker where they could get a guy that gets you 10 to 15 goals, this team turns into a title contender, I think easily in both of our minds, just because of how good they are back behind the nine. So it it is, while it's impressive that they've kind of said, they've been really steady here in the West. I really want to see them add some goal scoring because they could be one of the most fun teams to watch in this league. I love watching Nashville. Yeah. Um, they got a great kit, too. I know we talked about it a lot. Mm. They, they really do. Right. That's the kit um, of the year, right? Like, Philly had the kit of the year last year. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. without question. Oh, yeah. The blue. 
this year, I think Nashville wins that title. Like, I think without a doubt, they've got it. Looks classic, game. and then you just got the nice little sound bar things yeah. on the side. I mean, mm-hmm. looks nice. You don't have to get wacky with every kit. Uh, RSL drew with Toronto 2 2 at Rio Tinto. I'll be going there in a couple months. Just Miram in the seventh minute gives them the lead, and then uh, Cozy Thompson pulls one back and equalizes for Toronto in the ninth minute. So really quick start here. And then we had Crylock in the 43rd minute Nelson scoring in the 79th minute. And that equalizes it. But then Salcedo is going to get a red card in the 86th minute for a serious foul. And that's all she wrote. Possession was pretty much 50, 50, 51% towards Toronto uh, shots very much favored RSL was 16 to seven shots on goal four to three. And uh, this leaves Toronto who had a rough start to the season. They are currently residing in eighth place with eight points tied for a playoff spot with Columbus. They're just missing out due to like goal differential or goals for it. I forget what the exact tiebreaker is, but they're right behind Columbus. Uh, with six games played. Pretty good for Bob Bradley's uh, men here as he started off a little a little slow, but they've they've been able to turn it around, Logan. Yeah, he's playing the kids too. Uh, Cozy Thompson's a 19-year-old Canadian. Uh, they've got two really impressive Canadians, uh, one in Jake Nelson, two in uh, Cozy Thompson. Both have a goal this season playing for Bob. Um, Cozy's not played quite as much as Jaden, but um, both really good, de- I mean, midfielding or midfielders. Uh, players that are going to get forward and score the ball. Um, I think if you're a Canadian national team person, you're, you're excited because they're playing one in your your backyard too. They're, they're getting experience with Bob Bradley, who's one of the best coaches to ever do it here in the U.S. So, yeah, I mean, it it, it is impressive. To, uh, I, I think defensively, Toronto still struggles tremendously. They were not great last year either. Um, and they've just got an aging defense that I just don't think is going to be fixed anytime soon. Um, I think an infusion of youth is going to be uh, what they need. Um, and again, here we sit, and you, you just kind of have to watch Toronto because in June, um, Insigne is going to make his appearance. Um, and while it's just one player, it, it can make a big difference here in this league. I mean, we've seen what guys like Hani Mukhtar can do, uh, guys like Carles Heel. Uh, you add in him with, you know, Jonathan Osario um, and some of these front guys, uh, Io Akinola, if he gets healthy. Um I mean, this could be a scary squad. It's just, can they stop things from leaking in the back? And then you flip over the RSL side, Demir Krylock's back. Uh, he'd miss some time. Uh, and he looked pretty good in his first, uh, you know, stint back. Um, and actually, RSL's been really impressive, Jordan. I mean, they've they've kept up in the pace. They, they're third in the table. They've got 12 points. Um, I think they're playing well. You and I thought they weren't going to be great. I think we both had them missing the playoffs this year uh, because they lose Albert Rusnak. Um we just thought that there was just too much of a, of a gap between them and the, the playoff teams. But I don't know. I'm, I, I, I like kind of both of the directions that they're heading. I mean, Toronto's in a different space. Toronto's much more in a rebuild. I think RSL they actually had a good team, and they just need to kind of build in around Demir Krylock and maybe add some more pieces going through the summer. All right. Uh, let's take a look at Dallas, Colorado which finished 3-1 to Dallas, who's been off to a good start this season. 
Uh, Rubio scoring in the 30th minute to give Colorado an early lead, but then Cervania scoring in the 45th plus two, and Jesus Ferreira scoring in the 50th and 89th minute to seal the victory for FC Dallas, which leaves Dallas now fifth place in the West with 11 points out of six games played. Um, they've been uh, pretty good. Three home wins, one draw, one away loss, and one away draw. So uh, they've only played two away games compared to their four home games. So maybe this might be too much of a small sample size. Maybe as they play more away games, they might fall a bit. But it's nice to see FC Dallas uh, near the top here. <clears throat> yeah, top five goals per uh, 90 minutes, 1.67. Uh, they're tied with the crew and Dynamo in that fifth spot. Well, actually, it'd be the fourth spot. Sorry. Um, it'd be the fourth spot they're all tied for. Uh, in behind Montreal, Houston, or Austin, uh, and Los Angeles. So, I mean, all the Texas teams have kind of uh, outperformed, I think, expectations. Um, Dallas has probably been the most impressive of them all, I think, just because the, the three-headed attack that they have. Um, I, I think that when you're looking at them, Al Velasquez looked really good. Uh, I think uh, Jesus Ferreira is out to prove Logan Stump wrong this season. Um, he says, uh, I'm going to shove your nine right up you, uh, and you can take it home with you. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm impressed. Jesus is uh, tied with Brandon Vasquez, two Americans, Jordan. There's our number of nines. <laughs> um, we've, we've got them. Uh, so we can just take him to the World Cup and we'll win the World Cup. I mean, this is, this is prime uh, Ronaldo scoring, I think, at this rate. Uh, Jesus Ferreira. Uh, going to score about 10 in the World Cup, lead us to victory. Uh, Brandon Vasquez coming in off the bench, giving us some, you know, Josie Altidore 20, what was that, 2010, 2014-ish uh, vibes. So, I don't know. I, I do like what Dallas is doing. Paul Ariola adding into that mix, man, that's so huge for Dallas. And they just look really good defensively, too. Um, one of the better defensive teams, too. So, it's just been a lot of fun to kind of watch them play. I wish more people would go out to the game and also watch them play, but um, so Do you know who could use Paul Ariola right now? Um, Chelsea, DC United. Oh, <laughs> I was like, right, what? yeah. <laughs> uh, DC United could have used him. All I'm saying. Okay. Houston over San Jose, four three. We get a Ferreira goal. Uh, Sebastian Ferreira. Let's not confuse with Jesus Ferreira. Uh, scoring for Houston 1-0 in the 8th minute. Then Abobasi is going to score 2 in the 25th and 28th minute to give San Jose a surprise lead. And then it's going to fall apart here. Quintero scores in the 43rd minute to make it 2-2. Hadabi makes it 3-2 in the 57th minute. Ferreira scores again to make it 4-2 in the 68th minute. And then uh, we get a uh, Tommy Thompson goal. In the 77th minute to pull one back to make it 4-3. And there you go. That's a Houston home game, by the way. But San Jose, Logan, are the worst team in MLS. Two points Mm -hmm. as Miami now got a victory. They now sit alone at the bottom of the standings through six games. Uh, They have no wins. They have four losses and two draws, hence the two points. They've scored nine goals and given up 15. That puts them with a negative six goal differential, which is 
uh, not the worst in MLS, but uh, second worst in the West anyway. At what point do they fire Matias Amaya? Like, does it ever happen? I don't know. <laughs> this is so I embarrassing. Understand. I have no idea why they haven't fired him yet or why he hasn't quit yet. They're obviously <laughs> right. <laughs> right. What I equate it to is that they are like trying to stay married until the kids are out to yeah. college or something. Yeah. Jackson. But in this case, or... it's until what? The end of the season? That might be I don't too see long. them I don't see them parting ways with him in the season. I really don't. Which sounds really strange. Who do you hire? Yeah, it's right. Landon, <laughs> even though they don't like him there, like he used to play there though, so there is a there is a history there. But yeah. um, is Wondolowski is he interested in coaching? <laughs> like I, I don't, I'd probably I don't think know. not, but Landon could be a good fit, guys. I think there was talk about I don't know where Lucci ended up, but there was talk about that in the offseason. Lucci's maybe. with the U.S. Was he the U.S. Okay, so that's I don't possible. know if you would want to leave before the World Cup though, Woody. If you're assistant, yeah. Consistent or something? Would you want to go before? Maybe Jason Jason Christ, if you could pull him away from Miami. I don't know. Pep Guardiola, I, Fernandinho, yeah. player coach. Like I have no idea. Yeah, he's an assistant coach to U.S. Lucha Gonzalez. So, so that's no tab. I I wouldn't like if I was an assistant coach. I'm like, hey, I know I could be a coach somewhere else, but like. I'm going to a World Cup. I can sit on the bench and do my job, and I get to see a new country and see all of these other great teams play. I'm not mm-hmm. leaving. I'm not getting a new job until the start of next season. If I'm Lucci, I don't know. But good for Houston, getting a victory. Portland beat Vancouver in a Cascadia Cup matchup in vancouver with uh a, a spree penalty kick in the 42 42nd minute sorry nia's go to scoring in the 60th minute to make it two nil and then dahomey is going to score in the 76th to make it two one but chara uh, jimmy chara is going to score in the 78th minute to make it three one and then a gold uh penalty in the 90 plus six minute to give it a three two Final score, 50-50 exactly possession, according to MLSsoccer.com, but 17 shots to Vancouver for Portland to have five. But Portland is going to end up with the victory here. Good for Portland. Uh, They probably needed this. They sit right outside of a playoff spot. They haven't been too hot this year, but um, get enough to get nine points throughout the course of the, the season so far. An awful for Vancouver, who sits with mm-hmm. four points and a negative seven goal differential, which is the worst in the Western Conference. Uh, I mean, I guess if you're Portland fans, like you're really concerned about the defense. I don't think scoring goals is really going to be an issue for them going forward. Like Nishkota is going to score goals. The Chars are going to score goals, right? Um, Espria eventually scores goals, so... I don't know. Like you, you look at the defense and they, they've given up some more or more, you know, thir- what is it? 13, 15. What was there? I lost it. 13, 13 goals. Uh, and that's tied for, or sorry, that's uh, 
second to last in the West. It has right 12 before. here on MLS website. Does it? That's weird. FBRF has 13. But either way, like either that or they're tied for the second worst with Vancouver. So, I mean, it. it mm-hmm. Oh, no. Portland's 13. You're right. Yeah. Vancouver okay. is 12. Sorry. I thought you were. Well, either about both of them. Like both of them. But the thing about that is, like, Portland's only better because they can score goals. And you and I talked about this at the beginning of the season. You, you asked me, did, did uh, Vancouver add? Or, you know, is this, could this team be any better since they just subtracted everything? No. Brian White hasn't been healthy and he comes back and he's not been scoring at the rate he was last year. So that, you know, it's only a couple of games, but mm-hmm. um, that's major concerns. Five goals. I mean, that's like Cincinnati major level concern. a couple of years ago. <laughs> so. Yeah. Ugh. Both teams. Ugh. Charlotte got the big victory over Atlanta at Bank of America Stadium, which is one nil. Uh, Alcivar, is that is that how you say it? I, I Alcivar. Alcivar, there you go. Jordi Alcivar scores what we call an Olympiaco, right? Where he scores mm-hmm. from the corner. Brady Guzan has to make this save, right? Like, it, yeah. I, we've we've talked about it a lot. It's time for yeah. Guzan to move on from Atlanta. No doubt. Atlanta, like Jordan, I mean, we talked about this. Uh, are they just a collection of really good players, like shiny pieces that just don't play well together? Have we gotten to that point where they're just a bottom playoff team and that's what we've just – they're the most expensive roster in the whole league. That's probably the case. I think they had the new bump with Pineda, but I feel yeah. like they've kind of slipped back into how they were. Just not a good collection together. Plus, Joseph is now hurt still, right? Mm-hmm. He's getting surgery to remove some stuff in the knee, which is going to put him out for a bit. It's rough. They're lo- they're, they lost to Rujo. Um, but good good for awesome. Charlotte. Let's say that. Yeah. Soderski looks great. I mean, this team looks great. This is not a talented bunch on paper. Like it, See, like now they... you can buy our merch because it'd <laughs> be ironic. Fooked. Right. It'd be ironic. You guys are not fooked. You guys are good. I think we should make Pick a shirt, a Jordan, that says, like, we are not, and then, like, cross out, like, or, like, the little <laughs> carrot and be like, we are not so fooked. <laughs> there you go. That's an idea. Get idea. on that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, they sit all the way in, uh, what is that, fifth place of the East? Yeah. Nine nine points it's pretty good they look creative too Swiderski he's like he's like a false nine and a nine and like a creating midfielder like I don't know what to think of him he just does it all man I've really really impressed with him Atlanta Atlanta sits fourth with 10 points out of six games so they still have more points than Charlotte in less games but uh, they you know they haven't really been as good this year as you would like it if you're an Atlanta fan. I'm sure there's some Atlanta fans out there, you know, pouring a cold one after that game. Austin beats Minnesota 1-0 in the last game of the weekend with Yerudi scoring in the 58th minute. Not much else happened here. Uh, Austin had most possession with 57%. They had more shots, 11-9. They had more shots on goal, 5-3. to But Austin... Gets a victory. We talked about that. They're up in the playoff spots as well. They're one of the teams that are newly in a playoff spot, and they're in a home playoff spot, Logan, with mm-hmm. six games played, while Salt Lake has seven games played and only one point more above them. Is Austin a real competitor for a playoff spot this year? I think so. they got a collection of talent that they haven't had. Now, uh, 
mind you, they lost a huge piece, and it could be for quite some time because Cecilio Dominguez uh, has been removed from the roster on, I think. Yes, was, that's right. Because he was suspended for off-field actions, which is typically, and I hate to speculate, but it's typically criminal charges um, is typically where that lies, or drug use. So I don't know what happened. Uh, it's typically nothing but that. Um, it, it, I don't it's think it like was... like a domestic situation. Yeah, Not to I, speculate, but... right. It's kind of like what happened with Polo, right? Andy Polo. um, Except hopefully Austin didn't try to cover this one up. Right. And people said, well, what about Visa? I'm like, no, they would tell you if it was Visa. Like it it wouldn't MLS. Union always said if it was a Visa with Corey Burke and stuff. So, yeah, they would definitely want to get that out there so that way you don't think less of them, right? Right. This is concerning big time. If they lose Cecilio Dominguez, man, like he's been really good this season and he's part of that, you know, front three that's really given people a hard time this season. Um, I mean, it's a good thing Sebastian's playing on an unreal level. Uh, uh, Maxi Rudy's a good, you know, subbing temporarily, but I just don't know. You know, if you lose Cecilio, yikes. Uh, but yeah, right now, Jordan, I'd say they're a contender. They've defended pretty well. They're really hard to beat at home. So, yeah, I'm going to go with yes. All right, let's head up to Game of the Week preview. It's time for the Match of the Week preview. Match of the Week preview where we preview the upcoming schedule games and pick each a game that interests us for what to keep an eye on. So we have uh, tomorrow, April 13th, you might be listening to it on that day, but NYCFC versus Seattle at 9 o'clock on FS1. And guess where that game's played? Red Bull Arena. Uh, just to throw That's some weird. I didn't know the Red Bull were playing. In there, yeah, it's the New York Derby. Gotcha. That's what's going on there? Uh, but uh, NYCFC is supposed to be missing some players mm-hmm. as well in this game. He's going to be without Maxi Morales and Maxime Cheneau. So not good. But uh, yeah. Seattle can move on as long as Seattle loses or draws nil nil or one one. Or 1-0 loss. They could also move on if they score one and NYCFC score two. But um, you would think Seattle is going to try to get some some points here, get some goals to uh, move on, get to the final. Pumas was winning against uh, last, uh, like they they were winning against Club America. Yes, two one. Yeah, Cruz Azul is who they were. Sorry, yeah, that's what, that's what I meant. Which that I mean, I like that matchup better. Give me Pumas, don't give me. I I don't want Cruz Azul. Yes, that would be a better matchup for Seattle, I think, as yeah. well. Saturday we have Montreal versus Vancouver at three o'clock. At three thirty we have the Univision TUDN Twitter game of San Jose versus Nashville. This is another chance for Nashville to get some more points because of how San Jose has been playing. Atlanta hosts Cincinnati at six o'clock. Maybe a chance for them to get something right here. Houston hosts Portland at six o'clock. New York Red Bulls host Dallas at seven. Crew host Orlando at seven 30. DC host Austin at seven 30. 
Revs host Charlotte at 7.30. A chance for Charlotte to maybe give New England another loss and really make people wonder what's going on in New England. I bet you they're going to blame it on the crest. <laughs> then you have Toronto hosting Philly at 7.30. Chicago hosts LA Galaxy at 8 o'clock. Minnesota hosts Colorado at 8. And then the other primetime game, FS1, 10 o'clock Seattle versus Miami at Lumen Field. Then on Sunday on Easter, soccer will rise again. New York City, 1 o'clock over RSL. That is at Yankee Stadium. And then LAFC hosting SKC at Bank of California Stadium on ESPN. So what game out of these uh, really jumps out to you? <sighs> this is kind of a weird mix of games this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go with I'll probably take yeah, the one is. that I'll probably take the one that you. Well, I, no, actually, I lie. There's two games that I that I now see. I didn't see that one before. I'm going to go Red Bull and FC Dallas at Red Bull Arena. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the way that Red Bull defend. I'm looking for because Dallas likes to get out and attack, and Red Bull like to hunker down and play defense and kind of counter on that attack. So. This could be a blast. I mean, this this game could be a lot better, I think, than people uh, realize. I think that with Dallas's defense the way that it is, it could be a staunchy game uh, where guys just don't give up goals. It could be a 0-0 draw, or this thing could end in a shootout 3-2 to two or something. So, and What do we call this? That. We call it the Bull Derby because yeah. uh, they, they got the Bulls. And then this you can have... be called the Bull Crap. <laughs> and then Dallas has, like, the Bull in their logo. So yeah. there you go. You got <laughs> This is bullshit. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which one are you looking forward to? Uh, that's a good question. I think I actually really am looking forward to the Revolution versus Charlotte. I was hoping you would pick that one. Yeah. Uh, the Revs are hosting. They haven't been great at Gillette Field. Charlotte hasn't been as good on the road as they have been at home. So mm-hmm. there's... Uh, there's a chance here to see what both of these teams are really made of. Um, if the Revs lose, I feel like Revs Nation are going to start. It's over. We are screwed. <laughs> They're going to start pulling the Michael Scott here. Um, you know, because if you can't pick up a win against an expansion team at your home, it's going to get a little dicey, I think, for uh, for Bruce and the rest of the Revs. Yeah, we'll have to have the Rev recap guys on next week, so that way we can talk to them about it. Or Especially we wouldn't have them in Sporting Kansas City. We should have, we should, oh, we could do a podcast of despair. We could have Sporting Kansas City guys on with the Revs guys. Might pull in like some San Jose guys, Just like cry Jay out the feelings. Yeah. let it all out. It's yeah. a safe space. We can have this song playing the whole time they're they're letting it out. Just right. Kind of mellow, mellow them. Right. Right. Uh, anything else before we head out of here? Um. Oh yeah, Gio Reyna. Um, I thoughts go out to him. I mean, the poor guy. Uh, He's done you for didn't the see season. it. Done for the year. Uh, hamstring is a hamstring, right? Um, He's got to yes. have some clearing, some workout, some surgery. So. Uh, not good for the U.S. men's national team. He played really well last window. And gosh, the, if you haven't seen the video, it's soul crushing. And Dortmund I is, it. I think, moving on from their uh, training guy because yeah. uh, they've had a lot of injury issues since he's taken over. So 
Hopefully you can't even say it's really Reyna. I feel like right. it's got to be... They're not preparing him right because he was fine here with us. Right. Hopefully it fixes its issue because he's crucial going into that World Cup because of just how talented I think he is and people forget just because he's been hurt so much lately. So, I mean, I thought Jordan Hughes one of the most impressive players last window. So, yeah. It's a bummer. Huge bummer. Well... Let's end on a bummer, I guess. But if you want to follow us, you can reach us on Twitter at Stateside Show, Instagram at Stateside Show, Facebook.com slash Stateside Show, email us Stateside Show at gmail.com. And uh, we're going to have an MLS team in the CCL final. So make sure you get prepared for that. That'll be coming your way. When is the final? CCL final. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it's two. It's two legs, right? Yeah. I have no idea. So the final is May 5th is one of the dates. May the 5th be with you. May. Okay. So the first leg would be April 26th or 28th. Or second leg is May 3rd or May 5th. Like between that time frame. Revenge of the 5th. Jeez, that's close, man. Yeah. We're going to get to know if we're going to get to play Man City or not. Like, that's exciting. Yep. Will the Sounders do it? It's got to be them, right? I'm going to see if they're probably not turning this around. Right. Can we play the can, – can they play the, the Club World Cup? Can they play here in the States? Is that possible? No? Damn. They should. They That'd could. Cool. But they always play it in, like, Qatar yeah. or Japan or, you know, some random place. Bring it here, man. Bring it to New York, man. We'll play in the baseball stadium. That'd be exciting. We'll play with City. We'll tell City like you have to come over here if they won the world or if they won Champions League. Be like, all right, we got to play in your in your baseball stadium and yeah. see how they like it and see yeah. you know. And if you don't like out. it, figure out something to get this team right. out of there. Right. No team likes playing in Yankee Stadium. No. Except for the Yankees. Yes. But that'll wrap us up. I hope everyone has a great week. We'll catch you all next time. We'll know who's in the CCL final, and we will celebrate them. And we will also take a look at all those games from the weekend. I hope everyone has a safe Easter holiday if you celebrate. And enjoy. Jordan, there's a new steel curtain in the Northeast. It's called Jim. That actually works because we used to have an affiliate called the right. Bethlehem Steel. So I mean yeah. that that really it, that really it, works. It poo-poo's on the uh, the old uh, Steelers there. So there you go. Yeah, so it's a double whammy for me. Yeah. I like it. There you go. Tomorrow throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stop It's Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.